this is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
Greetings, fellow Acreona, and getting today's show off to a flying start were The Lords of the New Church and the strangely apt Open Your Eyes. Taken from the band's second album is Nothing Sacred. A rhetorical question if I ever heard one. The Professor and the Madman have just unleashed another track from their up-and-coming new album Seance that uh, once again reunites core members of Alfie Eknew and Sean Elliott with Ratscavies and Paul Gray. I have been tasked to review the aforementioned album for RPM. It's a revolution website that I haven't got round to doing, so I better pull my finger out. In the meantime, this is Time Machine. Gotta throw my cell phone out. Gotta put the laptop down. with the damned interconnectedness and the damned themselves last Friday allowed us to hear another track from the Rockfield Files EP that's out next month penned by returning bassist Paul Gray Manipulator got the thumbs up from the damned disciple faithful and to be honest 
I'm enjoying it much more than keeping them alive. Even though Vanian's vocals are much more rounded and smoother these days, musically, Manipulator could have come from 1982 Strawberries. A couple of weeks ago, I played you an unreleased life, sex and death track that Alex Kane had graciously emailed me. I also mentioned that in the post, winging its way from the US of A, was the original Enough's Enough demo that got the band signed 
the first live sex and death demo and uh, 25 tracks that the band recorded for Warner Brothers. Well said small packet has arrived along with plectrum, stickers and a note saying I wasn't sure if you wanted anything signed. So here's my fucking name. Alex Kane. Opening the slim line postage reducing CD cases, I discovered that he had typed out his thoughts and musings about all of the songs. That's two weeks in a row that I've used the word musings. Anyway, uh, to say I've been like a pig in the brown stuff would be uh, understating things. Now, I got into Enough's Enough long before I knew Alex was an original member. I mean, when their debut came out in 1989 no one had the internet you know apart from that weird kid who used to be in the school chess club so uh, we just went on what uh, the record sounded like it and how cute the band looked well the latter i'm obviously talking about from the perspective of the squirrel a track that is synonymous with enough's enough along with new thing and fly high michelle is a baby love shoot that appeared on the band's second album strength that came out in 1991 it's also one of the tracks on the 1987 demo, with Alex preferring this more power pop version to the one that had Derek Frigo replicating his guitar parts. See what you think.
As I've mentioned before, I was late to the party when it came to Alex's next band, Life, Sex and Death. So much so that everyone had that already gone, leaving me to pick up the band's one and only album, The Silent Majority, as a keepsake after they'd split. Uh, the band was so ahead of their time. The playing set album now, 18 years after it was released, it still sounds current and up to date. So obviously, I was super excited to be able to get hold of a couple more CDs worth of songs, many of which never made it onto the aforementioned album. Up first was the 16 tracks that made up the band's first demo cassette. I say 16, but on the front of the case, it only lists 14, with Alex accidentally typing two number fours and two number fives on the back, making it look like there's only 12. But I digress. Uh, Next, it's the 25 tracks that were demoed for Warner Brothers, spread over two CDs. Uh, That, like the first demo, and Enough's Enough comes with pages of liner notes from Alex. The song that I have selected for your consideration is American Noise that appeared on both CDs, a bit different versions, that Alex tells us is literally trying to beat Cheap Trick's Surrender. This is the second version from the Warner Brothers demo CD.
I did not know this, but thanks to Alex's notes, I do now, that the intro riff to the Enough's Enough track on the demo CD called I'll Be The One was lifted from Off-Broadway's new Little Girl track that uh, can be found on their first album, On, that Alex also used for anti-products Tell Me What You Want, which can be found on the Please Take Your Cash CD, which can only mean one thing. It's time for... And contrast. Up first are Off-Broadway and New Little Girl that will swiftly be followed by Anti-Product and Tell Me What You Want. Don't forget, we're talking about the opening riff, not the whole song. Hi, 
This is friend of the show and squirrel associate, Arkwright, guitarist with Flame Pilots, and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. You'd be nuts to listen to anything else. the same effect what's it called when it's the same scale or 
declining pentatonic doodah or something that they use in courts. Uh, the Mary Poppins effect? I don't know. Two great songs, though. Uh, you're probably expecting me to play I'll Be The One to round things off. Well, I'm not. If you want to hear that track for yourself, pop over to one of Alex's Facebook pages and purchase the CD, or indeed CDs, for yourself. I mean, I've got to leave you with some air of mystery. I did ask Alex if he had contemplated writing his autobiography because uh, I enjoyed his anecdotes. He came back with, it's all I can do to stay on top of work that pays, let alone one that's speculative, which, you know, I totally understand and get. But then he goes on with, I will say this, Gene Simmons remembered me when LSD played with infectious grooves from when I met him when I was 12 years old and bought him a Kit Kat bar at the Ritz in Chicago on the Alive 2 tour. I mean, I want to hear no more. I can see it now. The Alex Kane Spoken Word Tour. In support of his autobiography, Alex fucking Kane. Uh, the book I'm currently engrossed in is uh, Screaming Trees frontman Mark Lanigan's memoir, Sing Backwards and Weep, as recommended by former Howling Mad bandmate and now former bassist with Hangnail, Paul Elphick. All I can say is, bloody hell. How Mark was not murdered by his bandmates, acquaintances or girlfriends for what he got up to in the search of drugs is beyond me. If you think the life of a drug addict is glamorous, reading this book will make you question taking an aspirin. Seriously, I should be reading someone else's biography of Mark as by rights he should have OD'd. I've not quite finished it yet, uh, but as Mark is able to reflect honestly on his actions, I hope that particular chapter in his life has been finished. Uh, I'm going to play something uh, from the Screaming Trees second album for Epi uh, Epic Records. Uh, that'll be uh, Sweet Oblivion, because uh, according to Mark, this was the first real album that was a band effort. I mean, he had quit, along with uh, drummer Mark Pickerel, because they were unhappy with the lyrical content and direction, or lack of, of uh, previous albums. Fortunately, Mark was talked back into the band with Sweet Oblivion of the resulting album, which this song, Butterfly, has been taken. Sunshine, the sun. 
do love a good bit of wild wild guitaring. As an aside, I have actually been to the Screaming Trees hometown of Ellensburg in either 96 or 98. I can never remember the exact year as we were touring around the Pacific Northwest on both of those years and places and dates sort of like, you know, become one. What I do remember, though, is pulling up outside the best western there, opening the car door to be presented with the worst overpowering smell you could imagine. You could actually taste it. We asked the receptionist what it was, only to be told it was the slaughterhouse over the other side of the freeway.
Originally, I was going to play something of Blizzard of Oz because uh, I've just taken ownership of the 40th Anniversary 2 CD set. And when it comes to drink and drug taking, back in the not too distant day, Ozzy was the prince of it. Sadly, I played no bone movies for a third reason. Drummer Lee Kirkslake, who co-wrote the aforementioned song, passed away last Saturday at the age of 73 from prostate cancer that he had been fighting for a couple of years. I was going to regale the controversy over subsequent reissues and royalty disputes, but it now seems irrelevant as Lee recently told top scribe and fellow Palace fan Dave Ling, since I've known that I'm dying, I no longer want to hold a grudge. I want to go with a clear conscience. The Osbournes, no, I haven't got much longer left. The multi-platinum awards are all I wanted. That's it. Everything is done and dusted. Saturday didn't wish to give out any comfort as the afternoon. Uh, We found out that Dave Cusworth, who at one time had been in the Jacobites, TVI and the Dogs to More, as well as holding his own as a solo artist, had also passed away. This is Hearts Like Flowers from the remastered Robespierre's Velvet Basement CD. Face down on the floor, it always sings. And you said you'd always be a friend to me, but you do things in your life that'll change someone more than you'll ever change yourself. Things in your life Don't change someone More than you'll ever Change 
whilst we were enjoying a few libations to celebrate friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright's birthday on Sunday, the news that we had seen coming for a couple of months was made official. The crowbar in Manit Street, the place the squirrel called her second home, was unable to reopen at its current location. According to the Facebook post, if the insurance companies had paid out, they could have paid the rent and the staff's wages and survived. If the landlords had given them a rent discount or a holiday, they could have survived. The One Under Club and Bradley's Spanish Bar seemed to be the only two places in the whole of the West End left to represent rock and roll. This is the role models and the very apt Manic Street. <laughs>
I've suddenly realised that the only new song I've played on today's episode was the Dams Manipulator. So, well, yeah. Better rectify this by playing the debut single by Ventriloquism. Who is Ventriloquism? I hear you cry. Well, I shall tell you. Ventriloquism features guitarist, vocalist Daryl Bath from uh, you know, Mott the Hoobal in Hunter's Dirty Laundry, The Crybabies and UK Subs and drummer Eddie Edwards, the Vibrators and The Inmates with guest harmonica player Brian Whelan. Uh, the single Man Made a Monkey was produced by Pat Collier, Mickey O'Williams, Daryl Bath and Eddie Edwards, engineered by Pat Collier and recorded at Perryvale Studios in London and sounds remarkably like this.
else I've suddenly realised is that I've had my mic on the wrong setting for the whole of today's show. And I wonder why technology eludes me. I shake my head. Right, I'm going to wrap today's show off with another new track. This comes courtesy of Doris Brendel and Lee Durham's latest collaboratory album, Mass Hysteria, that came out at the beginning of this month. Track in question is called The People Are Gonna Rise Up. So I start the show off this week with uh, Open Your Eyes and finish with a song about people rising up. If I'm not careful, people will think I'm sending out subliminal messages. Unfortunately, at seven and a half minutes, the people are going to rise up. For you, Rock Radio UK listeners, yeah, it's going to suddenly stop. For everybody else who is uh, streaming or downloading, yeah, it won't. Until next time, take it easy.
The people are gonna rise up. 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 The people are gonna rise. Show is a Watts's Lodge production that was produced by Barton Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and curated by me, Armitage Smith. Yeah.